Zillman Fusion. Beginning in five, four, three, two, one. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's Geek Stuff, TNG. Who? The longest-running geek-related podcast out there, Geek Stuff, TNG. Allegedly. Allegedly. But uh, also, really. Who the hell are you? I'm Peter, by the way. Doctor Strange. Oh, you're using your made-up names. Um, I'm Spider-Man, then. I am the Senate. I am the Sandwich. I can handle things! I'm smart! Not like everybody says! They don't know what it's like running a sandwich shop. You know, it takes a village to run uh, the sandwich shop. Look at that. He's making me cry. I'm Groot. I am Batman. I am West Coast Scott. Great Scott! Oh, actually, he's the boss. I just pay for everything and design everything and make everyone look cooler. I am Big Kev. Who the hell knows why talent does what they do? That's why they're talent. Me and Scott. Yeah. yeah, the real talent on the show. Oh boy, as I like to say you're gonna need a bigger potion. I have a very long history with those characters. Scott will remember this, but Sandwich won't because he was four. I understood that reference. I am Optimus Prime. Why did you say that name? Punch it. What are we, uh, one week from New York Comic Con now? Roughly, yeah, sadly. Yeah, sad, sad. you're sad because it's going to be over or sad because you have to do it? Uh, yes. <laughs> but uh, our fearless leader, Big Kev, is on the East Coast? Yes. You have been to the archive? Yes. And did the items fit in three bins? Should I? Should, are we revealing it now? Or are we waiting until Kev's on air. <laughs> oh, do you think we should? Do you think we should wait? Well, no, he's not. No, we should just reveal it now. Oh, uh, no, it did not make <laughs> three bins. So there will be no sandwich and cake. No cake, oh. as called. I mean, uh, so Kev made a promise to me privately, so I mentioned to him. Listen, because I'll be honest, uh, we there was it was a two day adventure just because of time constraints we had to do it. Day one, we went through two bins. And he was confident, and I was confident, but I was still sweating a little bit. <laughs> um, and he said to me, and I said to him, like, hey, listen, Kev, like, I have everything to lose, and you have nothing to lose. He said to me privately, he might he might adjust it, um, that he would do an episode talking about how he has a problem <laughs> if he loses. <laughs> intervention, now, the intervention episode we've all been waiting for. Now, here's the thing. Does this mean he has a problem with Sandwich bothering him to get toys and telling him not to get things? It could just be that. That could be his problem. <laughs> Who knows how he twists it. Um, but in theory, 
uh, we might get that episode. And what's it was funny because after three bins was done, he's like, "Yeah, four bins sandwich." <laughs> I told you it'd be under four. Under four. Yeah, I saw the. I mean, you guys did uh, tidy it up quite a bit from the from beginning to to end there. Yeah. I, th- I think there's some a couple posts with more to come on uh, on the, the show Instagram. Uh, speaking of which, you can follow the show over there on the Instagrams and all the social medias. It's Geek Stuff TNG and all of those places. Um, if you want to be part of the show, you can call the GVM line. 201-730-2547. And you might hear yourself on a future episode of Geek Stuff TNG. You can always send us an email. At geekstufftng at gmail.com. Or you can support the show over on Patreon, patreon.com slash geekstufftng. A dollar a month, you get access to the Discord server. Three dollars a month, it's the early bird special, so as soon as we're done recording the shows, you get a you get the show early and along with a copy of the prep sheet. Five dollars a month, it's the bonus round where you get uh, the vintage episodes of Big Kev's Geek Stuff on uh, the 1st and the 15th. We're in uh, the mid-150s episodes at this point. Um, we we might have found a batch of episodes in the unit. I'm yeah. not sure. All right, yeah, that's what Kev said. Uh, and then at ten dollars a month, you get to watch the show live and direct when Kev has all of his uh, equipment to do so. So yes. All right, so let's do this. Geek stuff. What's in the news? I think okay. So we're here with the one and only Fat Dumbledore, but real Dumbledore died. Yeah, Michael Gambone dead yeah he was like 86 yeah was he 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 was up there i know i mean it was i want people really upset obviously because you know it's dumbledore so it matters but uh, i mean he was up there in age Uh, i feel like i haven't seen him in a lot in a lot of stuff either uh in a while so maybe he's just losing my mind well i mean he's also pretty old i i think he was in uh some of the the like the British mafia movies like Lockstock and Smoking Barrels and and that kind of uh, you know I think he was in Layer Cake. He hadn't done anything, uh, honest according to you know it's Wikipedia uh, since like 2018. So we've been out of the spotlight for like five years at this point. I mean, yeah, I mean it's in his late 70s. I mean, you're yeah, you're gonna. No, yeah, I mean it makes sense. The man was eight. I, I want to say he was 86. That could be way off though. He was 82. The 80s. So, I mean, yeah. Getting out of the industry like 77 to like go go easy is nice. Right. You know, for at least some amount of time. He's even doing stuff for ever. Yeah, so he was in he was in Layer Cake, which is the Daniel Craig movie that he did before he was James Bond. And it's kind of the um I mean again, it's it's like a British the British mob, right? So like um what is it? You got Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. You got what was the other one? I can't think of by the same director. Uh, but anyway, he was like the mob boss guy, and he's like dropping the C bomb all the time. I mean, it was just it was just funny. I'm like, oh, it's Dumbledore, but I mean, you know, yeah, he's like a hard ass British mafia guy. So <laughs> I thought that. Was, I mean, again, it was a good movie. Layer, Layer Kicks a pretty good, pretty good movie too. So so yep. Yeah, so uh, the world is missing one Dumbledore at this point. Not the fat mm-hmm. one. Oh man! So let's see what else is going on. Um, so the the writers' strike is over. Yes, or, or, or least, is over. At least there is uh, the the ballots are out for them to approve the new deal, which seems like they got a decent deal. But the actor strike is not over yet, right? So 
they're still, I'm assuming we'll see what will happen, but I guess the actor strike is probably going to be, um, hopefully they'll get a decent deal too, and we can keep moving on. Um, is anyone else striking right now? Um, well, the auto workers might be next. I don't know, but that's not Hollywood. That's not, that's not in our genre. Um, yeah. But so the, yeah, so SAG is getting ready to, uh, is getting ready to hopefully, hopefully meet. I know the, uh, the VFX folks are like Disney's VFX folks are voting to, uh, to join the union as well. So, uh, the union. Yeah. They I wonder if Disney would do a movie about a union. Yeah. The VX, the VFX workers voted to unionize with IATSE. So, I mean, hopefully, I mean, because again, it's, for years we've been hearing about how bad the conditions are and the hours and all that for for the VFX folks for the Marvel movies, right? It's like they're just, you know, they just work them to so death. I've also heard, now I don't know if this is for all unions, but I know at least in my, you know, in some industries I know, as long as one person is in the union, the entire shop has to follow union bylaws. So there's 10, 10 guys in the shop and Joe Schmo is in the union. The whole, entire shop has to follow union regulations because Joe Schmo's there. So yeah. if you don't want to pay union dues, but you're in a union shop, it might work out for you. Although sometimes it's like you have to join the union to be in the shop, depending on the scenario. Right. It kind of depends. I think I think that's a big part of it, though, right? Is that that's how they always try to union bust. It goes, well, you don't want to just pay union dues, right? I mean, right. But like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much union. I was in a union are. for years. Um, put away my Jesus real quick. Um, okay, and you know, I you don't really see like you might know the unions are the dues are gone, but I mean, really, at the end of the day, like it doesn't really matter that much. And then what the union does for you is good. And then you might strike, which is fun. We almost struck a couple times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was the meat cutters union. Yeah. New Jersey Meat Cutters Union. I don't know. Sounds like a front. <laughs> not not to not to be uh uh racist what are you there, Scott? Italians. Yeah, I should, I should watch I should what, watch what, what, what you, I'm are you say. saying about that, Scott. Um You know a thing or two about a thing or two uh, you're yeah. saying? Yeah, not me, no, I don't know. I think I feel like unions are stronger on the East Coast than the West Coast. I don't even know like beyond actors' unions and stuff like that, I didn't even know there were unions out that way. Yeah. It feels like an East Coast thing. It does. It, I mean, it just kind of just kind of feels like it. But I mean, but realistically, again, not to not to get political, but everything about the modern workplace is because of unions, right? The forty-hour work week, having a weekend, <laughs> you know, <laughs> anything about safety at work, all of it is because of unions. But then, if you go back and you look at the uh, stagnant wages, it coincides exactly with. Uh, reduction in unions like you know as there were more unions wages were going up when it peaked and started going back down then wages stayed the same and what happened to the rich people they got richer all right let's not talk politics let's talk about the box office what beat out saw and the creator the paw patrol movie (laughs) did they bring back the cop um i don't know it looks like it in the picture i see what i think is a cop it looks more like they look more like uh they look like the uh, the lantern core, like the different the different lanterns, like like there's a yellow one, a blue one, a pink one. They look kind of like the lanterns. So I don't know. I'm not very familiar with the Paw Patrol. Um, Are you you not a Paw Patrol household? We're not a Paw Patrol house. No, 
No. If if anything, we're puppy dog pals, which is a Disney Junior show. So mm. um You know what? Paw Patrol's a Nickelodeon show, I think. So yeah. that's why. Yeah, so we're 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 out. We're out. If it's not if it's not Disney Junior, we don't it doesn't we don't see it because we only do Disney Plus. Uh and then that, that movie The Creator, right? Which looks like uh, like you remember the movie AI, right? Which had the the kid robot, whatever. Yeah. It, it looks like it's a almost like a sequel to that. Like it feels like it's very similar in in universe to that. But I don't really know much else about the creator. But it looks like the the special effects look pretty good. But it didn't seem to do that great at the box office compared. Well, because Paw Patrol knocked them both out. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Speaking speaking of movies, though, speaking of the box office, I went and saw a great movie from 1979 on Saturday. So now, have you ever seen the movie Time After Time? No. Oh. Did they make a song for it? No, it has nothing to do with Cindy Lauper's Time After Time. Do you know... Um, the Muffin Man? Do you know The Muffin Man? So this is a movie that I watched a million times on cable. I've never seen it in the in, in the theater. It came out in 1979. Um, Kev would say that was when I was you know graduating from college. But anyway, it came out in 1979. And the writer-director, uh, Nick Nick Meyer, Nicholas Meyer, also wrote and directed, uh, I don't know if he wrote Star Trek 2, but he directed Star Trek 2, The Wrath of Khan, the best Star Trek movie, still makes me cry every time, and also Star Trek 4, The Undiscovered Country. Uh, no, wait. Yeah. Wait, is that The Undiscovered Country? No, 6 was The Undiscovered Country. Star Trek 4 is The Voyage Home. Anyway. Um... I can't believe you messed that up. Yeah, good. But he's he's a great director. But it, this this was his first film, and like I said, I was just kind of I was on Instagram and saw an Instagram ad for the screening, you know. And it was like, and I'm like, oh, is this like a Fathom event or something, you know? Because I mean, again, it's a movie from 1979. How, you know, why would that be uh, in the theater? So I thought it might be a Phantom a Fathom event or something, but it's not. It's a um, it's a company called uh, Flickr Happy. That has partnered with uh, a nonprofit, like indie theater in Santa Ana, right? So you know, give or take an hour from where I am, um, to do old movies like this. And this is—he's only done it a couple of times, um, but so I just kind of randomly saw about it. I guess they did some Instagram ads or whatever. So it was time after time, having nothing to do with uh, the Cindy Lauper song. It's—it starts in. You know, the 1800s, and H.G. Uh, Wells is meeting with a group of his friends uh, to show them his time machine, and one of those friends ends up being Jack the Ripper, and the police come to look for Jack the Ripper, and Jack the Ripper escapes in the time machine to the future, to what at the time was present-day San Francisco, right? Um, and um, so then H.G. Wells, played by Malcolm McDowell, has to go chase after Jack the Ripper into the future. Jack the Ripper, of course, is played by the fabulous David Warner, right, who just died recently. David Warner, who was Sark in Tron. Um, he's also in some Star Trek stuff. He's also, uh, what was the other one that, that he was in? Oh, yeah, he was the personification of evil in Time Bandits. So, again, David Warner, Malcolm McDowell, and then Mary Steenburgen is the love interest. And, man, it's like 1979. Mary Steenburgen plays this just cute and innocent. She's just so adorable in this movie. 
And it turns out that her and Malcolm McDowell actually fell in love and got married after this movie. So, like, the director, oh. like, during the commentary, he's all, yeah, I thought I was just doing a great job of directing them falling in love, but they were just actually falling in love. So, you know, that kind of helped the on-screen uh, chemistry. But, uh, so, I mean, again, just all-around good movie from 1979 um, that I watched a ton of times on cable, and this was the first time I got to see it in on uh, the big screen, Got to have you know the Q and A with the director at the end. It was a fantastic time, and I can't wait to, to do it again. This company again, Flickr happy. I'm going to try to talk to the the, the guy that, that runs it. Um, but the next one he's doing is November fourth, and it is uh, Midnight Madness. And Midnight Madness is a Disney film from 1980, the first feature film for. Uh, Marty McFly, um, what's his name? Uh, um, 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 fuck. Uh, Michael J. Fox. I, I know. Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Michael yeah. J. Fox's first film, but it's basically about uh, five teams of college kids doing like a scavenger hunt at midnight in L.A. in 1980. So it's just kind of a goofy screwball comedy, but I remember, again, watching that a bunch on cable, and I'm like, nobody would know that movie. This is an obscure movie. Um, but he's going to get uh, several of the cast members to do a reunion, and you know, and and kind of Q and A after the film. So I like, I'm like already, I'm like, the minute I sat down in the theater and they came up to do the introduction for time after time, I'm like, this is great. I'm going to have a blast. And then when he talked about what was coming up, I'm like, yeah, I'm coming back to this. Is every time every time they do one, if I can, I'm going to go. Um, pretty much if it's any movie that I have any interest in at all. And so I can't wait to see what else they, they put together. And I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe we can talk to some friends of the show and, and see if we can do some other ones out there too. So, uh, so remains to be seen. Mr. Scott, I, I want to let you know, you are not wrong technically. Cause you're like, Oh no, they didn't avoid home. He didn't do undiscovered County did a voyage home. He did wrath of Khan as a director and uncredited writer. He wrote voyage home and he wrote and directed undiscovered country. Okay. All right, so he did okay. So yeah, that's what they're saying. So he had handed all three. No, oh, perfect. So, so you were correcting yourself, but you didn't need to. So 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 here's how it is, right? Uh, time after time, time travel movie, yeah. prominently featuring San Francisco, Voyage Home, time travel movie, prominently featuring San Francisco. Why did Star Trek go to San Francisco? <laughs> what the fuck? So, I mean, again, so so Nick Nick Myers, Nick Meyer had a like affinity for San Francisco. He said that he lived there, you know, a little bit when he was first trying to get his start in Hollywood, and like he just had some places and things that he thought were cool about San Francisco that he wanted to include in time after time. Probably did some more of that for Star Trek. It was funny. They said uh, when they were kind of doing the introductions at the beginning of the movie, they said, you know, at, after the show, after the movie, we're going to have Nick Meyer here, the fabulous director of this movie. He did direct other things, but let's try to keep our questions to this movie. So they didn't want the Wrath of Khan uh, questions coming out, I'm sure. Um, Last thing he did direct was a Star Trek movie. Yeah. Well, so it was number six on Discovery Country. Yeah. Well, so get this. Well, he's writing right now. He's writing now. He writes like Sherlock Holmes books at this point. His next one is going to be a Sherlock Holmes. And what I have the I have the the title. Let me give the plug that Sherlock Holmes and the Telegram from Hell. That will be his next book. His last book was Sherlock Holmes, uh, The Return of the Pharaoh. Yeah. So, um, so I'll say this about uh, time after time. First of all, it was also Corey Feldman's first film. He plays the little kid in this. Mm-hmm. 
Um, we mentioned that Corey Feldman was breaking up with his wife like a, a week or two ago, right? Anyway, okay. Um, and then also, when they come forward in time to 1979, the date that they arrive in San Francisco is November 5th. Which, if you recall, November 5th, 1955, is the date that uh, Doc Brown fell off his toilet and hit his head and got the idea for the flux capacitor. Which, as you know, is what makes time travel possible. So oh. that date is an homage to Time After Time, which apparently Steven uh, Spielberg made everybody watch when they were uh, thinking about um, Back to the Future. So there's that. And then also there's the fact that Mary Steenburgen is in Time After Time, where she's a woman from the 20th century who falls in love with a man from the 19th century. And then, oh, in, yeah, and then yeah. in Back to the Future, she's a woman from the 19th century who falls in love with a man from the 20th century. Um, and yeah, again, yeah. in two different time travel movies. So Mary Steenburgen has a history of time travel acting. So, But she was fantastic. Everybody was fantastic in it. Just a great movie. I mean, it's really almost exclusively the three, uh, you know, David Warner, Malcolm McDowell, and, and, and uh, Mary Steenburgen in this movie. I had so much fun. Can't wait to, to do the next one, Midnight Madness, and I can't wait to see which other ones they do. The first one they did is this movie um, called Electric Dreams, and this was not a great movie, but I saw it in the theaters, uh, and it starred uh, Leo Van Dorn, I can't remember if that's his, his real name, and Virginia Madsen, and it's just some weird, you know, this computer kind of takes over this guy's life as he's trying to... Uh, date this woman and you know that's all I kind of remember about it but I remember watching the movie in the theaters and so I'm like but they got the, they got the two stars back and you know talk to them after the movie so I mean like just what fun is it to watch a movie that you saw 20 30 years ago with the director or with a couple of the actors I mean that's just awesome I mean that's better than a rewatch podcast that's getting to hear the people that were in it live so again these kind of things are fantastic if you have any of those uh, happen where you are. I highly, highly recommend them. I had a, a great time. Today is also an important day in history. We're recording this on October 3rd. Yes. It's Mean Girls Day. Mean Girls Day. What day is it? It's October 3rd. October 3rd. Mean Girls Day. It, that is what's correct. funny is there's also uh, one of my favorite anime of all time. Actually, also has an October 3rd thing, <laughs> but it's way less fun uh, than what Lindsay Lohan does. What's, what's um, the, what is the, uh, the, so the anime the, meme? The, the, so it's one of my favorite animes of all time. I think it's top three all time. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Full Metal. Alchemist. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna into the story. Um, but basically, it's two brothers and their their journey. And to start their journey, because they like basically say like we need to basically cut all ties to everything. After their parents, their mom dies and their dad is gone. They burn down their house to to cut any ties <laughs> on October third. Oh, it's on October third is the day that they do that. They burn down their house yes. so that they can start their hero's journey. Well, so you can um, either watch Full Metal Al Alchemist or apparently you can watch Mean Girls for free on TikTok in 23 parts. Oh, you should. You, if you haven't seen Full Metal, it's like the sh it's a short anime compared to everything else, like 70 episodes or like 60 <laughs> episodes, somewhere in that range. It's short compared to some other ones I watch. Um, everyone should watch it. It's easily one of the best of all time. Is, and is, you can watch it in English. That's not the one that uh, that Megatron said was uh, anime for babies. Uh, no. What was what was the, the one that that guy said that he liked that that guy? Oh, My Hero Naruto? Academia is oh, my the one. Hero. Yeah, My Hero Academia. Yes. And that's the one that Megatron. Another one that's that. fine. A good yeah. starter anime, but we're not. You know, we we could talk about the the starter and beginner anime all, all day if we really wanted to. Anime for babies. Uh, let's see. Was there? I feel like there was some anime news, but I can't remember. 
Um, let's see. Uh, oh, you know, speaking of the strike, so Netflix says, oh, yeah, now that we've uh, settled the strike, uh, we're going to have to charge you guys more. So Netflix prices probably going to go up again. There you go. Oh, and I think they're also adding a, like, $7 a month uh, ad-supported tier. So if you want to watch... Uh, Stranger Things with commercials that blare in like on freebie every every fifteen minutes, every five minutes probably. Uh, then you can do that. Funny, even with freebie, I I do kind of want to watch Tombstone again, because <laughs> um, I love that movie and I've been thinking about it. Oh, um, Kev, wonderful collection. We went through it. I I won the bet once again on uh, over the weekend. He got this really cool looking cowboy figure that reminded me of um doc holiday from tombstone so ever since then i've really i wanted to watch tombstone before and now i really want to watch tombstone i saw that action figure so i've been i've been gearing for gearing up for it like i, I gotta find it somewhere i just don't want to i hate paying for something like i have to on amazon to like i don't want to buy tombstone really i don't want to rent tombstone won't be able to watch Tombstone. But yeah, like, but it's annoying we live in. <laughs> it's annoying we live in a world with a thousand streaming services, and not one of them just natively holds it for free. Right. Well, and remember when we started this whole streaming thing? Yes, they were all just going to be there, and you were going to pay whatever your twenty five bucks a month, and have everything that ever existed in one place. Yeah. And now they've splintered out into all these factions, and you have to pay twenty five bucks a month each. And it's just, it's not what they promised us. And like the asshole Absolutely. said last last week, right? Ooh, and we've been undercharging you guys for it all this time for this premium content, and we're going to have to raise prices. And so it just Also, sucks. I, I want to point something out. Kev can totally finish The Walking Dead. It's on Netflix. Oh, all the way. Well, not not the final season, probably. Is the final season out? Uh, is season 11 the final season? Maybe. Yeah, it's like 24 know. episodes, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, but it, it comes out like a year later. So you're right. So maybe now it's released, but up until it, like for that first year, it's only available like on AMC, you know, whatever their streaming service is. But he can watch it now. Now he sure. can. Now he can catch up, and then and then get ready for you know, Dead City with what's his name in France, and for some reason Negan and uh, and so, no, yeah, Dead City uh, is Negan and Maggie. Maggie, and then the Daryl Dixon uh, show with him and. France, where I, I feel like the Daryl Dixon one is Dead City, and I don't know what the other one is. No, because New York City is Dead City. Oh, okay. And the Daryl Dixon episodes will be whatever they call them. Cool thing is that they're gonna have different kind of infected in France that are like acidic to touch, oh, which nice. is just interesting. <laughs> I was wondering when they would involve. Well, so they they did that in the show towards the end of the uh, series too in Walking Dead, where they had. Uh, the zombies started being able to like climb up a ladder. Some of them, they got oh, smart. fuck, they're evolving, which they don't do in the comics. They never evolve; they're always dumb. Okay, I'm like, oh fuck, they're evolving. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see if this evolution of zombies, which like certain video games always do that. Video games always do some kind of like, oh, the the virus has evolved, and now you have this giant muscly zombie or this really agile zombie, right. Well, what is it like? Quick zombies bad, slow zombies good, right? Like there's always that argument too. Like, oh yeah, yeah, what was yeah. It? Like World War Z was fast zombies, right? 
And they just like ran into and like formed a pyramid and climbed up over the wall. Yeah, they they like and climbed up a wall. Yeah, like it was it was terrifying. The, yeah, the worst kind of zombies. Like there there's a speaking of video games, there's like Walking Dead video games. Where, like they'll shamble towards you. Like, there's a there was a video game series I loved as a kid, um, Left for Dead, where the zombies are sprinting at you full speed at all times, <laughs> and they're like screaming. Like while they're doing it, and like, it's just like way more intimidating and cool. But then it's also like ones that are all big and muscly because mutation's weird, or one that jumps a lot and jumps on you. One that's just like a really fat guy, full of disgusting stuff that when you shoot him too much, he explodes. And then if you get covered in his in his muck, then the zombies try to eat you faster immediately. It's like it's that game's fun. Also, I love that game. Did they? Uh, that was Left for Dead. Were there was there going to be a Left for Dead TV show? That sounds familiar. Um, there might have been. So, Left for Dead is a Valve series. Valve is notorious for making two games and never more. <laughs> um, a la Half Life, a la Left for Dead, a la anything really. They don't go to three. They only ever go to two. Um, they talked about that a while ago, but I don't think anything ever came of it. I think it might have been a thing when Walking Dead was still at its kind of peak or peaking a little bit still. So, like, it didn't really get much traction. I think it'd be fine. I think video game shows are hard, especially now that we have The Last of Us as, like, the zombie show now, the big zombie show now that's not The Walking Dead. Um, We'll see where that goes. I don't know. Video game movies are cool. Video game shows are cool. I'm excited for them. You know, like there's we talk about all the time the Fallout one. That'll be exciting to see whatever happens with that because Fallout's a really interesting series. A lot of different things you can do. A lot of different things that you can't explore. So you know, I'd love to see that. You know, video game just more video game stuff is always fun. I do enjoy it. Are I the, might complain, but I do enjoy it. Are the Last of Us zombies fast or slow? Um, so some of them are fast and some of them are slow. It depends on where the infection has you. Okay. When you're new. I feel like you're fast. And then it's like, cause it's like a fungus. Cause then when you're, when you've been in it for a minute, then you're really slow and you might be like stuck to a wall or something like that. Or, okay. Yeah. Well, have like, a capacity like, for speed. Like I remember like, again, there was just kind of the big argument, like, you know, the old school, not like night of the living dead, shambling zombies that just kind of, yeah. you know, walk. And then like, versus like 28 days later, whatever the hell it is. Right, where they're yeah, like yeah. full spreading. So, so people like, you know, like, like the, like purists want the old school, slow shambling zombies. They don't like running zombies yet. But again, it's all about, well, where is it coming from? You know, is it a, well, also I feel like, I feel like it's always, all of these are some kind of virus, right? It's always yes. a virus or a fungus. That, Sans, you know, uh, the last of us. Cause that one's a fungus. Fungus, but still it, it's like, it's never magic. You know what I mean? Like, no, like, never. Y- you know, it's like, but I feel like, uh, like, Night of the Living, like, what is it? Like, Plan 9 from Outer Space, mm-hmm. like, that was just aliens raising the dead, right? Like, that. I, think, I feel like that was yeah. where it was. But so it's just, like, I feel like so many of the zombie stories are, like, science fiction and not yeah. fantasy, you know? Yeah. Like, But, like, if you're in a and d realm, then it's, you know, they've been magically raised you know yeah, <laughs> so I just, so I there's just a necromancer a couple times over who's raising them right so i just think there's that's funny. A, it's like um, i don't i don't know of any like 
movie that was magic based you know yeah not really well, what about do you consider ash the, like the evil dead movies magic zombies or are they deadites but you're right those are those are like zombies huh okay yeah the zombie like but, but they're it's... like not really because it's a deadite which is different than a zombie yeah and it's, it's like demonic yeah it's demonic like right that's like it's that's different than but okay but so you're right though you've got a good point there it's the demons raising the dead or whatever or possessing the dead bodies and yeah. that's still different than some necromancer raising a zombie army right those like it's, yeah. this is a demon army of of the of the dead but you're right that does fall into the into the kind of the um supernatural instead of science fiction realm yeah so. I've wanted to do, you know, when I was big into Walking Dead, I've wanted to do like a like a short run D&D story where like you start at level one, you might max out at like level three and you'd be like, just survive the apocalypse, make a have a backup character ready every week <laughs> that you that you can switch to if you die. I, don't know, I think it'd just be fun. I, I always like that. You know, I think I send the show. I've been looking for something to do once D&D 5e is over because. I might play 5e, but we're also looking for other gaming modules to play. Kev has got me on GURPS, thinking about GURPS a lot re- recently. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But like, sh- it's hard to get those books, I feel like. Yeah. Unless I steal them from Kev, but then I have to find them in, in, in the, the unit. In the unit. Well, and you remember that guy gave me like a stack of, of GURPS uh, books. I was like thrilled about it. I got to like, I, I mean, I can't wait to really dig into those. Um. I'm sure there's a Walking Dead role-playing game, though. There's got to be. There's got to be. I don't know. It's just... I got to see. I I want to do a lot of things. I want to do a lot of different tabletops right now. Yeah. Uh, we're just getting bored. I'm getting bored of uh, insert magic here, do thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Are, are you going to Are you gonna try the uh, the Marvel RPG? I'm thinking about it. I got to see my... Because it's also like, what do my friends want to learn? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like right now we're thinking, do we want to do GURPS, do we want to do Mutants and Masterminds, do we want to do the Marvel one? Do we like the idea of a 3D6 system? Do we want to try just a straight D20 based system? Because that's what Mutants and Masterminds is. It's all D20 based. What the fuck is GURPS? (laughs) You know, all that. All that funness. Yeah. And then getting the books for three people. Is someone just gonna gonna get the book, or are we all gonna want our own individual book? Right. So we can refer to things. Which are or just use the great book, which is the internet. Fifty fifty bucks a book, right? You know, most of them. Yeah. All right. If if you have a a suggestion for an RPG for Young Sandwich, call the GVM line. Two zero one seven three zero two five four seven. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, speaking of The Walking Dead, there was an article that said that the uh, the Daryl Diction show as uh is surprisingly strong so you know we'll see did it come out already i i don't think that it's out i think that the like does like a, early a, the, watchers? Re- the review of it yeah somebody that got to see it kind of ahead of time um let's see what else is going on oh did you hear they arrested somebody in tupac's murder yeah i did see that 1996 see so that. this guy was killed before you were born right or like right before i was born <laughs> Like yeah, no, it it has it's been not. What the heck? What am I thinking about it? He yeah, so you know yeah, he died two months before I was born. <laughs> so your whole life they didn't know who shot Tupac. Well, at least they like, arrested somebody. Yeah, like a couple of weeks ago, they yeah, ever, not even like a week or two ago, they arrested the guy 
who they're they're saying did it. And then didn't he also literally like, I'm amazed it took you this long to find me. Oh yeah, I didn't see like that. he like basically immediately admitted to it. Oh wow, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, the guy's been around for you know 25 years, having killed Tupac. So we'll see. So I'm looking at this article. The guy's name is um, uh, Dwayne Keith Davis, who goes by Keefy D. Keefy has D. previously acknowledged that he was in the car that did a drive by on Shakur. 30 years ago. So he literally <laughs> admitted to it at some point. Wow. And they're just like, oh, do you think he means it? That's crazy. Uh, let's see. What else is going on? Let's do let's do the uh celebrity crime blotter again. What was it? The um Oh, what's the guy's name? The guy that's uh over at Warner Brothers, what's his name? Andrew Andrew Kreisberg. Uh is a powerful player in the DC superhuman draws was fired after an HR investigation in 2017. And, uh, the court conditionally dismissed the, the, uh, case against him for forcible touching at a bar mitzvah. So, Jeez. so, but he's been he arrested. Looks, he looks like a guy who might forcibly touch someone. I'm sorry. Yeah. Out of bar mitzvah. Mean, specifically. Mean, he looks kind of, yeah. Yeah. So that's more more trouble for Warner Brothers. More trouble for Warner Brothers. Uh, let's see. Um, so is is Loki? Has Loki already started? Did it start already? I thought we had another couple days. I feel like it's, I feel like you're right. I feel like it's this week. Um, I have not if, seen if not like tomorrow. Yeah, but I have not seen great reviews. The it's things I've seen this been week. Like, it comes out in two yeah. days. Oh, like this one says. A bloodless cover version of Marvel's lapsed glory days. So, oh. so I saw somebody talking about Marvel, and and I think this opinion made sense. And I don't I, I don't know who to credit it to, um, but he was saying, you know, Iron Man, Tony Stark, you know, he's the man. He's creating everything. He's the center of the universe when when it started. And then as soon as you get Captain America introduced, you're like, okay, yeah, you know he's going to be the leader of the Avengers. And so there's a little bit of the power play, but then they play off each other pretty well. And, you know, then you move on, you move on and whatever. But now, as they were going to move into the next phase, it was supposed to be Black Panther that took over the leadership of the Marvel Universe, right? But yeah. since but since uh, Chadwick Boseman died and they had to change their plan, maybe that's why it feels so without direction because whoever was supposed to be the centerpiece, well, the centerpiece was supposed to be Black Panther, but that got ripped out from under them. So they're scrambling. And maybe that's why it doesn't feel that maybe that maybe that contributes. Also the fact that they had a 10 year run with this incredible two film culmination and we're expecting whatever they do next to be just as good as that. Maybe that's part of it too, but it's yeah. like, but they lost, they had a plan, but that plan got, messed up because Chadwick Boseman died. I mean, you know, so maybe maybe there's that has a lot to do with it. It's all like you I I support that for the first couple years. I I do, but like we're so removed from it I feel like at this point that they could have adjusted it around. But they really like I think that messes up some parts of it, but I think we're past that being a thing at this point. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is all stuff that's still dealing with it. 
I mean, yeah. How fast can you pivot when you're making these giant movies that take years to produce and and uh, and do all the the effects and everything? I mean, I don't know. I mean, how much time? You're, I see what you're saying. All right, you know, fix it, get better. But I mean, what are you gonna do? Oh yeah, and like I'm not trying to be like heartless. Like I understand. You know, they listen. They people there did lose someone they cared about. You know, it's not like that didn't happen. It's just like it's not even me like saying anything bad about Marvel. I don't think i don't blame marvel for the movies i don't blame disney for the movies i just blame time we've been watching content for the this universe for 10 years like straight consistently like going there from is, haven't really one, been a, a break and it goes from one to two movies a year to two to three to three to four and tv shows and it's like it's been ramping up 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 and it's like yeah so maybe it is a little bit of burnout a little bit it's all of these things combining to just kind of bring us down no oh, yeah and like it's it's not like i don't how do i say this like marvel is fun still in certain aspects like i'm probably gonna watch loki at some point but that's the thing. At some point, I didn't watch any of Secret Wars like I wanted to. I didn't watch. I didn't finish Ms. Marvel. I'm watching the movies because they're movies. They're like, you know, it's a two hour watch. But, you know, yeah. there's a certain like the shows. It's hard to watch. And then it's like, oh, but they matter. You know, I want to finish Ms. Marvel because if I don't, then the Marvels that comes out in a month at this point, give mm-hmm. or take. Do I need to know what's going on? You know, and I don't want to watch a recap video because then, you know, that feels cheap. Yeah. No, I, th- I think I think I liked Miss Marvel a lot more than I mean, I like Miss Marvel, period. Mm-hmm. Um, but and it was definitely better than Secret or Secret Invasion. Excuse me. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's it just it's struggling. But speaking of Loki, I got a, I got a picture with Loki last night at uh, Disneyland. We That was oh, our yeah. official last day. Our passes expired when when. Disneyland closed last night at midnight, so we're done. No pass right now for the first time in ten years. Did, did you feel? Do you feel any different? You know, I mean, I feel like I need the break. I feel like you know I'm not as excited to go there, and you know because I've done it for ten years. Same thing. It's like I feel like having a little break. Then I'll be more excited when we eventually go back. That that's I'm sure we'll go back. Say you'll you'll go back at some point, but it'll be like oh you know what like. My kids are 18, 17, 16 now. You know what? Like, I got extra days off every now and again. My wife's in a good spot. Let's get the passes again. I don't know if it'll be that long in the future, but yeah, we're, we'll, we'll, well, we're going to What I'm go. saying is, like, you'll, you, you, the kids will be more mature. We'll be older. So it's like, you don't got to worry about, like, not baby things, you know what I mean? So it'll be, like, easier. Cause you can, like, talk to a human and be like, you want to go to Disney today? Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. Let's see what else. Oh, did you hear? So, speaking of Disney parks, uh, oh, and, and I'm going to talk a little bit about the, some product in the second half of the show over at, at Disneyland. But, uh, somebody's suing Disney because they got a super wedgie on one of the water slides at one of the parks. I mean, that oh, must have been a hell of a wedgie if you're suing. Yeah, no, stop. I mean, you went on the ride. Come on, come on. Like, are you telling me the first one ever experienced a super wedgie on a ride? It happens to people. People do rides and they get wedgies, especially if it's a water ride where you're going down some super steep slide at like 60 miles an hour. 
It's like, come on, you saw three people do that. What do you think was happening at the bottom? They're all dressing their pants. You know why? They got a wedgie. Weak. Weak sauce. Whoever you are, if you're listening to this episode, I think less of you. $50,000 they're looking for. $50,000? Are they reconstructing his asshole? Well, it's a woman, so, you know, she's got... Women's anatomy is more subject to a painful wedgie than a man's. I guess, but, like, man... She's gonna just get new tits with that money. I'm gonna fix her butt. She's gonna get new tits. Just distract from her butt with, with new boobs? Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. She's like, well, listen, you know, I don't want to That's a whole surgery to fix those, but I can just get bigger of these and then that's where all the tension will be. And then my killer personality will keep them here. That sounds so mean. I sound like such a fucking asshole. Let's move on. Yeah, we should move on. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Disney. Let's keep Disney. They're going to they're going to crack down on the password sharing. And it says they could just cancel your account for password sharing. How are they going to know? I mean, if they figure it out, they could just it's in their t- terms. I guess they'll just. They'll just turn you off. That's very un-Disney of them. No, it isn't. They're after their money. Yeah. Well, they should like, oh boy, it looks like your password sharing. Fix it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they give you a chance, one chance and second chance you're done. I don't know. I feel like the, how, the, the mouse should give you like, you know, like, here's your warning. Oh boy, fuck up again and find out. I don't know. Maybe that's me. Maybe. Let's see. What's going on over at... Uh, we talked about uh, Netflix raising their prices. Uh, Umbrella Academy uh, Season 4 confirmed for 2024. So Ooh, we'll be seeing it soon. I to watch Season 3. Is, yeah, has Kevin even caught up on that either? Probably not. I think he caught up on that one. But, but you're think, not? I'm not sure. You're not caught up? I kind of lost interest. I don't know. And it's not even like anything bad about the show. It was just... It was one of those times it came out where there's like there's Stranger Things, there's uh, this show, there's this show, there's this, there was like all this stuff. It was the, the beginning of the overload for me. So I just couldn't get behind it. Yeah, Stranger Things was the one I gave up on. I, I you know, I, so I watched, uh, I liked the Umbrella Academy and I watched that. I, I have not seen the last season of Stranger Things yet. And I don't really feel like I'm missing. I don't really care. Yeah, no, because like, also, like, I probably should have done that too, but now I'm just too far gone. Um, it just kind of sucked. Not kind of did suck. Because, like, you know, like, Eleven doesn't do any cool things anymore, you know? And, like, all the other kids are like, man, my hormones, and I have feelings. Like, man, shut up. You're supposed to be, like, saving the world. Enough about your hormones and love. Fight monsters. Bring, bring back the, uh, the Mind Flyer or, or the uh, Demogorgon. Yeah, let someone get fucking eaten. Come on, let's, let's fucking change it up, guys. <laughs> they don't kill anyone important. That's what it really comes down to. Kill someone important. Uh, yeah, there's got to be real stakes, right? Yeah. I haven't feared for a kid's life. Even when you think you should fear for a kid's life, like, ah, oh, they'll be fine. Someone's crying about it three feet away. You know they'll make it. Yeah, remember we talked about Chicken Run and how they were coming back, and oh, I said I wonder. Oh yeah, if, I'm so excited. I wonder if uh, Mel Gibson's going to be in it. He's not going to be in it. So again, known well, anti-Semite Mel Gibson not going to be in Chicken Run to the Nug- Rise of the Nugget. So part of me is sad because I am a huge Chicken Run fan. The other part of me knew that would never happen, anyways. But man, 
I'm so excited. I wanted a, a, a an accurate casting, uh, everyone voice actor for fucking Chicken Run. I, I used to love that movie. I watched it all the time. I only remember I Don't Want to Be a Pie from the I don't the want to be a pie. And I've never seen it. There's, uh, a, there's a fantastic scene where the, the main girl gets uh, put into a, a pie-making machine. You know, they kill the chickens and they make them all pies. And then Mel Gibson's character goes in after her and he, like, fights his way through the fucking pie making machine and it's all fucking cool and it's terrifying but then it's like oh you gotta remember this is like small chickens so this giant machine you think of is like the size of a car which is big but like oh you don't have to worry about this dom because they're fucking chickens chickens and you've you've murdered and eaten millions of them in your lifetime i have literally cut them up and i have a little song for how i do it and everything oh yeah what's the what's the chicken cutting song oh well first you you cut off their wings so they can't fly away. It's not really a song. It's more of a saying. And then you cut off their legs so they can't run away. And then you break them in half so they can't say shit about what you've done. And then you're almost finished. And that's about it. <laughs> it used to sound more fun when I was working. If you know a good psychiatrist for the sandwich, call the GVM line. I don't want to give it. <laughs> Oh man! All right. Two zero one seven three zero two five four seven. Oh man! This episode brought to you by Talkspace Therapy at your own pace. Uh, let's see. Seriously. Um. So Maya Bialik, who we mentioned last uh, last episode, I think, who's getting who got kicked from Jeopardy. She wants to do reboot Blossom, but not as a stand, not as a sitcom. Now, first of all, I've never seen Blossom. I just know it had Joey yeah. Lawrence in it. But I think she wants to make it like a serious. I don't know. I don't know. Like again, what everybody's is... everybody's trying to do the, the the continuations. You know, twenty thirty years later. But it's like, why change the whole premise to be not funny? I don't know if it was funny before, but I mean, she was blossom, I guess. So maybe she just wants to be more blossoms. So what was blossom? Is it just like a quirky kid? I think so. I feel like she talked to the camera and stuff. I don't know. I never really, I never watched it. I never watched it. I mean, I knew she was Blossom, but like, I didn't really even see her until she came on to uh, Big Bang Theory. So I don't know. Did you watch Blossom? If so, call the GVM line. 201-730-2547. The audience participation in this episode, I feel like is way higher than usual. <laughs> well, we're making up for Kevin not being here. And it's a short, it's a short porch this week. We gotta we're not gonna go that long. Um so Comic Con, New York Comic Con is next weekend? Yes. The, next weekend. Did it start on Friday or start on Thursday? Starts on Thursday. We start on Wednesday because we have a booth. But there's not a preview night. It's just no. thurs, it's Thursday through Sunday. Yeah. So you yeah. set up on Wednesday the 11th, and so Comic Con is the 12th. The hordes come the on 15th. Thursday. Okay, and so so we're gonna have uh, at the booth. First of all, at the booth where you can meet the sandwich. Maybe Kev, maybe not, because Kev's wandering around having fun. Sandwich is working. Is that that that's the way it works? Sort of. Uh, there might be a pickle sighting over the weekend. Oh, all right. So you can meet sandwich and the pickle. Sandwich and the pickle. Are you gonna be signing? Are you gonna be signing autographs? I'll sign a sandwich. Sign a sandwich. Bring a sandwich in wrapping, and I'll sign the wrapping for your sandwich. Sounds good. Um, and then there will bring be, me a sandwich. There will be raffles for cool items. There'll be many fabulous prizes. And then, and <laughs> and we're gonna hear we're gonna hear about more of those, I'm sure. Um, but then there's a signing this year. We're gonna have 
Andy Lanning, who's one of the creators of the modern Guardians of the Galaxy, and he's going to be signing, looks like the times are, Friday from 11 to noon and 3 to 4, Saturday from 11 to noon, 3 to 4, and 6 to 7, and Sunday from noon to 1. So if you'd like to get... The Sunday uh, one might go a little long in theory. Okay. We'll see. But yeah, no, it's super exciting to have Andy Lanning there. You know, it's... It's a signing that we've been anticipating and trying to set up properly for a little while now. So having it officially be a thing is very exciting. So, you know, excited to see where that goes. Like I say, excited a lot because it is an exciting thing. Comic-Con is exciting. Now, I might hate it a little bit, <laughs> but it doesn't make it not exciting. Always, always a big thing. It's, but it's just, it's a lot of work to get everything in there and to get everything out. And you're kind of on your feet for all day, every day, and yeah, there's yeah. a lot. Comic-Cons I mean, can yeah, be you, overwhelming. You, you know, with the way Kev is, I love him to death, um, this, the doors open at 7 for early nerds, i.e. exhibitors. We're there at 6.30, which means I'm up by 5. And then I don't get home till like 8.30, maybe 9. So I have a couple hours to pretend to sleep while I, while I sit in dread looking up at the ceiling thinking about the next day like comic-con feels like the longest four days of my entire life every single year dude you know i experienced that with kev when he was here for a celebration yeah he, he's like bell to bell like right from the morning like he doesn't stop you sleep when you're dead you just you know yeah. it's it's a con you go 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 and don't but yeah. the worst thing was what it used to be which it won't be this year because he he we i don't have a car for the con so we have to get a van he sleeps in the passenger seat when you're driving home. So he gets to sleep and then I drop him off and then I get to drive home. So he gets home at like 745, 8. I get home at like 9. He's already asleep in theory immediately. And then you got to get back up and go get him the next day. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I see. Yeah. That's why I can understand the dread. Um, all right. So let's see. Let's go ahead and go to break. What? This is episode 739. Should we call it New York Comic Con preview? Uh, or just the one right before Comic Con? Audience participation. Audience participation. All right. Sounds good. We'll go to break. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe we could use our seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right. Here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices. Like this. <clears throat> hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm comments. Oh! <clears throat> That's right. We want you to tell us what's hmm on your mind. What we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> So call us on the GVM line, 201-730-2547, and you may hear yourself uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. <laughs> 
Wow. Wow. What? Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Pottern Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. What's up? This is Mikey T, host of the Failing Hollywood Podcast. I'm just a guy who plays with props behind the scenes. On our show, we have guests who also work behind the scenes, and we joke around, we drop names, we tell real on-set stories. We even play some film games, only on the Failing Hollywood Podcast, found wherever podcasts can be found. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. And now, another classic Geek Stuff ID. Hey, this is Maya Bialik from Blossom and the Big Bang Theory. Are you saying you want to spank me? i a very bad girl. And you are listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Oh my. Excuse me. You're not supposed to be enjoying this. Then maybe you should spank me harder. Maybe I will. Woohoo! Stuff, TNG. Live from the sandwich shop, Party Productions in sunny Southern California and Big Hefuna Studios. It's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you heard from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118 scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light-up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foil is open to attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do-do-do-do-do-do premium offer. You get what 18 scale. Hanger accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members, and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received. 
fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or shows or conventions, and I don't need to tell you the price tag can be quite high. The genius of the system is that you're paying a little each month as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Here you go. Okay, now I'm sure. <laughs> That's a good way to start the commercial with the crunch of a lovely parm crisp. That's right. No geek stuff TNG would be complete without parm crisp snack mix. Arm crisps are full of all the nutrients you need and the wonderful flavors you have come to love and know, like parm. Crisp. Yeah, also crisp. Almonds, cashews, pistachios. Three grams of net carbs per serving. Net carbs, Kev, does that mean that it has some carbs that cancel out because it doesn't have sugar? Yeah, it has diet, it has fiber in it and no added sugar. So you take the fiber remove the fiber from the carbohydrates, the dietary fiber. And who makes Parm Crisps? Are they their own company? I believe so. Wow. An independent company too. Looking at their website, parmcrisps.com, it says our original blend of Parm Crisps, you can get an everything tub, an original pouch, you can get the ranch snack mix pouch, or sour cream and onion pouch. What's your favorite, Kev? I haven't seen sour cream and onion. What was that? I like I like the original. I like the original, but the ranch one is fine too. I'd like to try sour cream and onion. It's probably very good. Yeah, you could get the variety pack. Oh, looking at all of the ingredients. Oh, you see, sir, I I get them at the Costco in the large size because I eat so many delicious parm crisps. Oh, looking at the website, let's see what's in the variety pack. You got cheddar, original, jalapeno everything for cheese and sour cream they all sound delicious yeah but i don't think they're doing the big what is this 20 ounce i don't think they're doing are they doing 20 ounces of all those flavors i don't know for more information on parm crisps go to parmcrisps.com and find them at your better retailers today when you buy them mention geek stuff tng for absolutely no discount Right. Mention them at checkout and look like a weirdo. <laughs> Reach out to them at farmcrisp.com and tell them you heard about farm crisps from Geek Stuff TNG. All right, so I wanted to, there's a couple of things I wanted to do. Let me do this one as we get back from break here. Oh, not that one, this one. eBay alert. eBay alert. eBay alert. How much would you pay for Leonardo DiCaprio's Titanic costume? It's a little wet. Okay, haven't tried if it I had yet. a fuck you amount of money like these rich nerds do in his costume, I'm going to say $50,000. 200 This is Titanic. This is one of the biggest movies of all time. People still yeah. own the VHS, double VHS tapes. $250,000 is the expected Jesus price. Christ, dude. I even thought fifty was a lot for a fucking <laughs> tiny man's outfit. Not tiny, but you know what I mean? Oh, man. Uh, let's see. Okay, and then also at auction, uh, 
C-3PO's head from Star Wars. Like, I feel like they should call it a mask, but it just says C-3PO's head. Like, like they hacked the head off the body and you're going to just buy oh. C-3PO's head. Um, but they think that could fetch up to a million pounds. I feel like a pound is like 250 So it's like a quarter of a million dollars. What's the exchange rate on a pound right now? Hey, Siri, I'm right now. how a much is 21. a dollar twenty-one? A dollar twenty-one is one pound sterling. A one pound, okay. Wait, a dollar twenty-one is yes, one pound sterling. So a million pounds would be one point twenty-one million. Yes. Okay. One point twenty-one gigawatts. One point twenty-one gigawatts. You know, it was supposed to be gigawatts, and he mispronounced it, right? And they just kept it uh, in. I like it better that way, Deb. I mean, everybody does. Everybody does. Everybody loves gigawatts, but there's no such thing as a gigawatt. It's it's excitement watts. That's why it's giga. I feel like we should. I feel like we should use the same thing for like just create that argument, right? Everybody argues over GIF or JIF. We should just, we should all just go with, you know, Jiga instead. You know, it's like, oh, I've got a jig of memory on this. I've got a gigabyte of memory. It's a, jig, it's a gigabyte memory stick, you know. I've got four gigabytes. You know why? It's, it's like a thingamajig. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I can say, say that in Italian. Italian-American. Italian-American? I, yeah, because it's different than Italian. Because if you spoke Italian American or Italian, they're like, "Why are you speaking gibberish?" Gibberish, a whole different language. All right, so let's. Uh, so, like I said, I was at Disney and I was doing my uh, my last trip through checking out the products. They had a new store that's only been open for two weeks over in the uh, in in the Avengers Campus, and Ooh. I mean, first of all. You, okay, so remember over in Star Wars land, right? Galaxy's Edge, right? You buy your lightsaber. You put your lightsaber together. You buy the kyber crystal, and the kyber crystal determines the color of your lightsaber. All of that garbage, right? It's all separate, right? You got to buy the hilt. You got to buy the thing. Well, guess what they have over in the Avengers campus? The good old Infinity Gauntlet. Oh. But the stones are not in it. You got to buy those stones separately. But you also, they also literally have like the replicas of the Aether and the Tesseract and, and, you know, Loki's scepter and, uh, um, whatever, uh, the, the time stone, which that's the one that I really want is, uh, the, the eye of Agamotto. Like it just, yeah. it looks, it looks badass. Of all the ones, that's the one I really like. That was the one that I bought the, when they had like the, the drink sipper, that was that the eye of Agamotto. That's the one that I got, um. I'm like, ah, I just got to get it. I, I always liked Doctor Strange comics when, when I was when I was reading Marvel. Doctor Strange was one of my favorite ones. So, yes. Um, but yeah, so it's like all of those are just like you, you could literally get all the artifacts from the first 10 years of the MCU. Uh, you know, they had Thor's hammer. They had Stormbreaker, Captain America's shield, Spider-Man helmets, Iron Man helmets. I mean, it was just... Like if you had the fuck you money, man, you could you could really get some cool yeah. prop replicas in there because they are like really nice looking. You can also buy a little a little briefcase to hold your Infinity Stones in and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed walking around looking looking at that store. I spent probably a little too long in there, but I'm like I'm not getting into these things, but they're pretty cool. Yeah. So, let's see what else. Is there any other product we can talk about this week? Uh. Uh. Nah, I mean it's. Well, I mean, I saw a lot of product, but it's all old product. There's nothing like new that's like come across my spheres of interest. I don't know comics. Uh, I'm enjoying comics again a little bit. Well, it's Hulk, but I mean, so my bias is strong. But 
I saw another thing, another Hulk thing. What was it? I think I sent it to you. Was there something about like now it's like an, a different universe where like the Hulk separate from Bruce Banner is like this kind of skinny. Oh, you sent me this, yeah. And he's not he's not like a, a brute. He's just like, you know, he's not dumb. Yeah. But what was like, what is that? I thought it was multiple personalities. And now now they're saying it's it's he's in his own universe. What's going on with that? Oh, I mean, so like it just depends who's writing the story because it is different personalities and whatnot. It's just. It's all it comes down to. It's all a bunch of hoopla. Yeah, they're just making it up. Because what... there's like this the skinny one that I, I I could think of. It was just like an alternate universe weird kid one. There's one where he looks emaciated, and that's like he had the gamma radiation shot out of him. Or so some weirdness so like that. It's the Hulk, but with no gamma. Yeah. All right. Like limited gamma, and then it's also like, oh, there's also Red Hulk. Got fucking weird, but yeah. <laughs> I like Hulk comics because they're really into body horror lately, which is kind of a cool concept. Um, like fucking people getting their spine tipped out, and then the spine like looks at you funny. <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'm just going into that. The, um, it's funny, I don't like that. Like hearing it, but I like seeing it. Yeah, you, I thought you don't driving. like you don't like horror. I thought doesn't doesn't scare you. It's it's different. Like it it doesn't really scares me. I I and I had this conversation too. I don't mind horror. I mind jump scares. I love The Shining because it's not really jump scary and also earns it. Yeah. Or as like, what the fuck? What were those found footage movies? Blair Witch Project. Were, not just that one. There's there's a there's other ones. Uh, Paranormal Activity. Uh huh. That would just be like, oh, the light shut. Ah, scream, and then a hand, and then like that yeah. was just like cheap tricks, like just right. cheap screams. Just goes, Boo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously, like yeah. No, stop. A good scary movie, I can enjoy those. I just need you to be a good scary movie and not just be, oh, something jumped at me. Oh, the lights went out. Oh, loud noise. Right. No, yeah, I, I, I get. I, I think I would agree with you. Like, I'm not a big horror fan, but it's not, it's not that I'm afraid of ghosts. It's that I don't want the, the jump scare. Right. Yeah. So it's like if, if it was just a spooky story, I could deal with it. It's the jump scares yeah. that I, that I. It's yeah. kind of like the main reason. Like, I don't mind like. Like the slasher films and all that's like I know that's fake. It doesn't, you know, that doesn't bother me. Like it's not the blood and gore doesn't do it. It's the jump scares that yeah. that I that I'm not into. There's a YouTube channel I've been listening to a lot more recently, and they talk about like it's all like fictional stuff about like paranormal objects mm -hmm. and like the creepy shit it does. And I like listening to those because it's like, oh, it's a cool story. It's like creepy and like interesting, and there's no jump scares because it's a creepy story. What's, I'm really into those. What's the podcast? It's a it's a bunch of um uh, the Magnus archives is that the one? No, it's it's all about so it's about SCPs. I don't know if you remember what the SCP is. Someone else's or, problem. The, uh, so that's that's uh no, that's OPP. Other people's property. <laughs> um, so the guy's name is the Exploring Series. That's mm -hmm. his channel on YouTube, and he does good. So they're the SCP Foundation. So real brief, real brief, real brief, real brief. There, there is a universe of fictional things called the SCP Foundation, and it's about a fictional, um, like the CIA, I'm going to say, basically. And they find and contain anomalous activity. So it would be like 
SCP-123, Frankenstein. And they'll be like, we found Frankenstein. Here's how we contained Frankenstein. Or it'll be like, SCP, blah, 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 the Library of Alexandria. And it's like, we found the Library of Alexandria under the Library of Alexandria. And it's an unlimited library, and it's it's just interesting stuff. So it's just um, all these things from from pop culture or from history yeah. or whatever, and they had something paranormal about them. Yes. That's interesting. And, they, and it's a bunch of people on the internet will write stories, fictional, paranormal things about things you might know. Like, there was one I saw today, and the premise was this guy was driving home. He worked for this company, and he made a right onto this exit, and he ended up in a literal infinite traffic jam. <laughs> and see, it's funny, but then, like, later as it goes on, it's fucking creepy because, like, he's recording himself, and he's like, you know, there's... The cars went away now. It's just me. Oh, I found more cars. They're all burnt. There's people eating pe- Like It's like creepy. You know what I mean? But it's interesting and it's good stuff. So, I mean, if you're into that kind of weird, like, paranormal things, and there's also not really, like, a continuity. It's kind of mixed continuity. Is it, um, is it a YouTube channel or a podcast? The YouTube channel. And it's kind of like long-form episodes where it's, like, 30 to 40-minute episodes, is, some of them. Is some it, of them, like, six-minute episodes because he's reading an article. Basically. He's reading it. So, so is it... Is it just him sitting there reading it? Like, there's no, there's no yeah. video content. Like, it's not. Yeah, no, it's no, not. It's something animated you play or... in the car when you drive to work. Okay. So you don't really need to watch. It's it's audio, but yeah, it's but all it's on audio. YouTube. It's all audio. Okay. I just like it because he's a good narrator. Oh no, but I mean like, that just it sounds like it should be available in a podcast format. If you're, if, it, if it, bas- it basically is. It okay. basically they're basically mini podcasts. Like okay. I said, it's like 30, 40 minute episodes. Some of them are smaller depending on what it is. He's doing this a great thing now where because of Halloween, he's doing an episode every day. And each day is a different letter of the a bunch of writers wrote a bunch of stories for every letter of the day for the month of October. So in honor of that, he is doing that. So day three. So we were on um letter B. I know it's not technically three. He did A and then he did the A with the hyphen E and then he did B. Okay. So there's just it's it's interesting. I like it a lot. He does a lot of lore stuff. He'll also do like Lovecraftian lore and do like Warhammer 40k lore. Like it's just interesting stuff. I'm just I've been into that. So back to the initial thing before I tangented. I don't like jump scares. There you go. No, no. I I mean I I like that. I mean that's that sounds really interesting. I was going to ask you um so like have you ever did you ever listen to Welcome to Night Vale? I heard of that actually. Someone told me I should I should I should look into that. I I really like it and and unfortunately since I work from home now and I don't have a commute, I don't have the time to watch it anymore. So I'm, you know, probably 3 years behind on it and and, and you know, and it was a it was a bi-weekly podcast and it's it's Night Vale Public Radio and you know, it, and it's basically you know, he's telling the news for the public radio station in Nightvale and Nightvale is this weird desert town where basically everything every conspiracy theory every, it's just every it's just weird some of it's supernatural some of it's not but to the people of Nightvale that's just normal right there isn't you know like they're in this weird you know hellscape of strangeness but that's just their yeah. normal life so nothing seems strange to them that's just how they live right and and so i mean i just love it it's just, i love i love the narrator i love the voice i've seen uh, probably five different times I've gone to like live shows of it, um, mm-hmm. and I just I'm very sad that I'm like behind, like I don't I don't have the time to to listen to it anymore. 
Um, Night Vale's really good. Another one that I listened to was The Black Tapes. So kind of like what you're talking about, these are this guy that had offered like a million dollars if anybody could have some kind of proof of supernatural, right? And the black tapes are the ones that it, they couldn't prove it, but he, he couldn't disprove it either, right? So like those are the ones that he was going to go back and look into further. And so they're going back into the black tapes and it's a little spooky and, 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 a, and a good story. Uh, I yeah. like that. And then there's one more. It's um, It all takes place in the Pacific Northwest and... Twin Peaks. No, no, it's it's definitely inspired by Twin Peaks. That's why it takes place in the Pacific Northwest, basically saying that that's a weird area where lots of weird stuff happens. And um, shoot, I can't think of the name of that one. I'll have to, I'll have to look it up. Um, but yeah, and it's just it's just a series of of um, of, of stories that go together. Like one narrator is like looking into into something. And it just kind of goes on. It's like a serialized story with some characters, and, and I really, I really like that one too. Let me, yeah. let me look that one up. Hold on, let me find it. Well, Scott fills space. I will fill some space by mentioning one thing that came to mind. So we we talked about Fallout before on this on this uh, show numerous times. So there's a TV show. There was a guy we found randomly one night on YouTube. We haven't found him since. It was kind of creepy at the time. Um, he would act like a Fallout DJ. Like a guy in universe in Fallout, so it's like post-apocalyptic nuclear war playing 1950s aesthetic music, and he'd be playing music, and then suddenly there'd be like gunfire in the background, and you'd hear like noises from the game, and then he'd just go back to normal, just play music, uh, and we can never find him again after that. It was just weird and interesting. I don't know. I I enjoy like just those kind of content guys where it's just I'm gonna talk. And tell a story for a couple out for a couple minutes, maybe an hour. What's cool is though, I think we that's the guy I was talking about how he's doing all these one episode a day. Mm-hmm. At the end of the month on Halloween, he's gonna get all of the episodes he's done and release one giant like ten to twelve hour episode of everything as one continual track. Yeah, you just listen to it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, like I said, it's it's it's, it's they're audio books, audio novels, or audio TV, right? You just don't, you don't have to watch it. So An audio they, novella. They're, they're great for while you're driving. So that other one that I was thinking of is called Tannis. Seeking, okay. Seeking Tannis. So Tannis is this, uh, it's basically like maybe a, a doorway to a, the other dimension or whatever, and it moves. So right now, Tannis is in the Pacific Northwest. But for the history of the world, people have been trying to find Tannis. So at one point, maybe it was in Atlantis. At one point, maybe it was in the Bermuda Triangle. Like, you know, like, it, it, it moves on the ley lines of the world, whatever. And so, so again, so that, that, that one's from uh, Pacific Northwest Stories. So they did Tannis, Rabbits, the last movie. Again, all, all good stuff. I, I just, I really, I really enjoy those. So, yeah, what you're talking about sounds, sounds fun. It, it also made me think of this Sci-Fi Network movie. Again, I know we're way off, off the subject, but that's okay. Did you ever see The Lost Room with Peter Krause? I heard of it. Right, so the premise of the, the premise of that was right, there was this hotel room when you go in there and then leave and then come back, it resets. Like if you go in there and like flip the bed over and then close the door and come back in, it would be back to exactly how it was before. Right? No, I haven't no I'm thinking something else. I've never heard of that. Okay. So and and, and every item that was in this room had 
I don't want to call it magical properties, but had properties. So like if, you know, you got the ballpoint pen that was in there, you could do something. If you got, uh, you know, the, the cup from the nightstand, you could do something. So whatever, you know, and so like, and the more of the items from the room you accumulated, like all the items from the room were like out in the world. And so the, the premise was we're trying to find all the items from the lost room and, you know, when you get all of them, maybe you'll have all the power or whatever it was. I don't, it's been a long time since I've seen it. But I just remember it being a really cool premise and a really cool movie. Um, and it was just a sci-fi channel movie, you know, just kind of a one-shot, one and done. But it also seemed like it could be, it could have been like a like a series, right? Every week we're finding a new item from the yeah. Lost Room. You know, I mean, it could have been, and maybe it was supposed to be like a backdoor pilot. Like maybe they wanted it to be a pilot for for it. But uh, I really liked it. Anyway, That when you, when you were talking about the, the SEPs and the objects, like that's what I thought of yeah. was the the mysterious objects from the lost room. So anyway, all right, we got way off, we got way off tangent. Let's do this. Let's talk. Uh, I don't want to. It's not really video game news, uh, but it's uh, let's talk insider trading. Right, you're not allowed to uh, insider trade. Right, if you have material non public information about stocks, you're not allowed to uh, use that information to your advantage. And, you know, if you text, they're going to subpoena your phone. They're going to find the information, right? If you text, if you email, if you leave voicemails, they might tap your phone or whatever. So what do these guys do to try to get around it? They use an Xbox controller, and they sent messages through Xbox. <laughs> really? Yeah. Didn't work. They got caught. But, but that was what they were using. Um, securities wonder, fraud and I wonder conspiracy. how they got caught for that. Goldman Sachs analyst and longtime friend... Insider trading. Yeah. That's dumb. That's dumb, guys. Come on. You're Goldman Sachs. You can do better than Xbox controllers. Yeah, so it I says, expected more to, from you. to conceal the exchange, they communicated via Xbox 360 chat and the Signal app with disappearing messages. So, but, you know, but again, the FBI figured it out. So, I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like, If you're going to do insider trading, you got to keep it small enough to make it look like luck, right? And nobody's going to do that because everybody wants to get rich. Or you also, you can't tell other people, but, you know, oh, well, I know this and I'm going to tell you and you tell somebody, you tell somebody, and then, you know, you're going to get caught. I mean, that's what, uh, what's your name? That's what Martha Stewart went to jail for was insider trading, right? But I mean... I mean, it's funny, like when you really think about it, though, if you look at it from her point of view, if somebody says, oh, shit, tomorrow this news is going to come out and that company that you've got a million dollars invested in is going to go completely bankrupt. And so you go, shit, I better sell it. That seems like what anyone would do. But instead, you have to go, oh, well, I know this, but nobody else knows this, so I'm not allowed to sell this. I just have to take the million dollar loss. I mean, normal human nature is, well, I better protect myself, right? That's, That's a little different than... Oh, I know that this is going to go public, so I'm going to go buy this company and make, you know, that's slightly different than I'm going to lose all my money. But again, if I know I'm going to lose all my money, so I sell it to you, and then you lose all your money, I did still hurt somebody, I hurt you, whoever I tricked into buying it because you didn't know something that I knew. And that, my friends, is how insider trading works. What about outsider trading? Outsider trading is fine because that means that everybody knows what's going on. Hmm. Yeah. So, all right. Are you caught up on Ahsoka at all? 
No, I'm still, I mean, I meant to be, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm still behind on Ahsoka. I'm, you know, I'm going to watch Loki when it comes out. I'm interested to see how much uh, uh, Jonathan Majors is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm still, but I'm still trying to finish Better Call Saul, for God's sake. So, and you yeah. haven't watched, you haven't watched Saul yet. You, you know, you watch Breaking Bad, but not Saul. I want to. I want to. And now I want to finish Walking Dead because it's a thing I can do. But I don't even know where I ended on Walking Dead. So if I, I don't want to restart, but I do want to finish. So it's just like a bad spot to be in. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Ooh, ooh, breaking news from Kev. Just saw the text, a text from Kev. Just saw a text from Kev. It says, Disney has just agreed to pay $9.5 million to disgruntled magic key holders who bought all access passes only to have someday barred. Now, here's the bad news. I was not an all-access key pal. That's their highest level, which is super freaking expensive. So I didn't get that. And also, that $9.5 million, I feel like, works out to like, uh, it was something like 100 bucks a person or something like that. It wasn't that much. It was not uh, what you would expect it to be. Um, let's see. So, yeah, the pass was almost $1,400. And they said there were no blackout dates. But you got to have a reservation. Oh, there's no reservations available? Guess what? That's a blackout date. And that's how they won this lawsuit but how and i think we talked about this last week honestly but kev just sent it like it's breaking news it turns out that that's about 67 bucks a person for the class members and there's only a hundred thousand people in the class so so that's a lot of money that went to lawyers out of that nine and a half million if they if a hundred thousand yeah. people only get 67 bucks a piece the lawyers are like thanks we get three million you guys each get 68 bucks enjoy there you go oh man and then disney suing Ryan DeSantis and all that garbage over there in Florida. It's just crazy. All right. What else? When does uh, when does Rick and Morty come back? I think it's sometime literally during Comic-Con. Yeah. The 12th or the 15th. I'm a leg, Morty. I'm a leg. I see. How did you feel about the voice actors? I, the new ones. I felt like, especially Morty, I don't think I would notice a difference. That's what I said. And with Rick teeny tiny difference and it's more about the cadence than the actual sound of the voice like the voice sounds right but it doesn't quite have the the, the pauses and the burps and that you know that because i mean justin Roiland just had that weird way of of sounding improvisational of sounding like kind of normal or weird speech that mm. that doesn't sound scripted because it sounds like you're kind of making it up as you go like a normal person and i think that's hard to imitate I so think it's funny. I said this, I said a similar thing. Morty sounded nigh identical, and Rick sounded different. Kevin feels the opposite, which I don't see how he how he sees that. But for some reason, he says Morty sounds different, and Rick sounds the same. Oh yeah, no, I I thought that more. I mean, Morty sounded exactly the same to me. Yeah, I couldn't but again, tell. The actual the tone, the sound of the voices sounded very, very, very close. It was only about yeah. the. You know the cadence. The if pacing. you know, you'll know. If like, I guarantee, in like 10, 15 years, when some kid is starting Rick and Morty because his older brother or dad told him to, he won't be able to really tell when it happens. He might vaguely notice it, but he might not really notice it. Yeah, I mean, if there was no news, and you just went from last season to this season, I don't think you would know. You know, because what? When was the last episode? You know, six months ago, a year ago, whatever, right? The new one comes out, you wouldn't go, well, this doesn't sound right. If you're binging them, you might notice a teeny difference between yeah. last season and the next season. 
But if you were watching it, you know, with a year in between, I don't even think you would notice if if nope. you didn't know all the other story and all that yeah. garbage. So, yeah. All right. I think we should keep this one short without Kev and let you guys get ready for Comic-Con. So be sure to go out to <laughs> the Javits Center. Is that what it is? Yeah. In, is that in Manhattan? Yeah. How long does it take you to get there? A while, depending on the day. <laughs> if it's during the week, when people are going to work, it sucks way more. Kev might say otherwise, but I think it sucks way more driving in the morning with you know people commuting to New York for right. work. Like, yeah, there's commuters on Saturday to Sunday to work. Yeah, people work in the city on the weekend, but it's way higher during the week, so that sucks more. And, you know, we live, even though I live, in theory, 20 minutes from New York, it doesn't take 20 minutes to get to New York. It takes like an hour in the morning sometimes yeah. plus. And we need to be there at 7, like I said. So we're there. Well, no, doors open at 7 for us. So we get, we're there by like 6.15, 6.30, which means we left. I'm awake at like 4.45 to 5 range. Oof. And Kev's yelling at me, we need to go now. So I got to get Starbucks because if I don't have my Starbucks coffee. Yeah, he gets that goddamn my... Tronti cold brew bullshit. He, and he, he's I'm on something his else heart now. doesn't explode. He's oh. doing something else now, and then a spinach fed wrap. And what he loves to do, and I will I will let people know now, and, I, and Kev gets upset, he can say something to me to my face. He leaves his garbage in my car and says, I'll throw it out later. <laughs> like, no, take your garbage. He never throws out his garbage in my car. Is that Reggie? It's infuriating. Wait, is Reggie, Reggie's gone? Or... Reggie's gone. Any of my cars. He never throws out the garbage in right. my car. Well, what's, what's he the will leave garbage. Oh, I didn't name it. I never figured out a name for it. Oh, okay. Reggie was the old one. Reggie was special. Um, Reggie got a name. The new car yeah. is just a, a poor replacement for Reggie. The, well, the first car I had was Larry. Oh. The big old white Ford Explorer I had. That was the same. It came out the same year I did. Um, <laughs> and I had Reggie. And then this one I haven't named. But no matter what car I've had, new or old, he always leaves his fucking garbage in my car. And he looks at me and does it. And uh, for those of you at home with sensitive ears, please earmuff now. I'll let you know when to unearmuff. I called him a cunt to his face the other day because he fucking did it. And he's like, what'd you call me? And I looked him dead in the eye and said, you're being a cunt because you're leaving garbage in my car. That I had to throw out because a grown man can't throw out his own fucking garbage. I love Kev very much. One. <laughs> what's his What's his social medias? His social medias? It's uh, BK Geek stuff everywhere that's not Xbox where he's Big Kev GS. He will not be on Xbox while on the East Coast. I don't believe he brought it. All right. And then uh, you're not dead Dumbledore, right? No, just fat Dumbledore. Fat F-A-T-D-O-M-B-L-E-D-O-R-E. All right. I am Pi Day Scott or Pi Day Scott one actually on Instagram and threads. Uh, and you can find the show Geek Stuff TNG and all of those places. Who took Pi Day from you? There isn't a Pi Day Scott, but it wouldn't let me have Pi Day Scott. So it's Pi Day Scott one. I don't know why. What a bunch of jerk offs. Elon Musk. You, sir. No, no, this is Instagram. So this—that's uh—that's Facebook and uh and. Listen, uh, you Zucker, Zucker. lizard, motherfucker. Um, Let's gotta take away the one, you bastard. I know, I know. I want to do it. Um, you know, you can be sure they're following the show on all the social medias. Uh, really pay attention to the upcoming stuff that's going on at uh, at Comic Con. If you are in the greater tri-state area, head on over to Manhattan to the Javits Center and booth 1944. Say hi to Sandwich. Bring him a sandwich. He'll sign it. Take a picture with Sandwich with your sandwich. 
and uh, jo you know join the raffle get a signature uh you know get get your guardians of the galaxy and anything else signed we'll also uh, have some fantastic toys we're displaying as well uh, we might leave that as a, a final thing we might post about it probably on social media when it gets closer mm -hmm. um, but some exciting stuff we're showing um, a lot of big name companies that we've talked about in depth on this show and the wonderful things they do so really excited about that as well so yeah i mean it's gonna be a really exciting booth um you know we got a big booth a corner booth so there'll be a lot of space for me to run while kev goes has fun um so i'm very excited very very excited at the end of the day and you don't get to go do any panels or any bullshit. you have to stay in the booth the whole time yeah no i don't S sir i'm working <laughs> <laughs> is there anything i, I mean what's what's happening are there going to be actors and writers back or do we know yet there's still so i guess so, the writers so could there's come the back. chris evans is going to be there Ooh. i was very upset he didn't get into chris evans um doesn't mean he won't he just didn't get into the uh that was that sold out ian mcgregor is going to be there again some big name people but like my thing is i never really care about signings just because like i want like certain specific signatures and i can't do it at comic-con because i'm fucking working <laughs> um and the panels i feel like at comic-con like i'm never really excited for any of the panels because it's not it's not what it used to be mm -hmm. like the panels like I don't know, there's never really like a Hall H. Like Hall H at San Diego was like a big deal for years. Um, but like, there's, I feel like there's not really a Hall H equivalent for New York. It's kind of just like, there will be people. You'll see things. So, I mean, I, I've never really cared about panels. Some of them are interesting, but like, I'm not really rushing for anything. And then, you know, a lot of the big name companies that like you were sort of used to aren't going to be there. Not saying there won't be big names, but other bigger booths will be newer names for some people or not marvel not dc you know whatnot we'll have a giant booth probably because people love whatnot you know crunchyroll and might have a giant booth and funimation might have a giant booth um there'll be giant anime things because anime has always had a big presence and i feel like every year it gets a bigger presence at comic-con because you know that is really the dominant comic in the world nowadays is manga anime yeah um so as the, as the regular comic industry kind of slowly dies manga and anime is is taking blows its up. place every every day it, it reaches new heights and then it's not even just like there's manga and there's also like manhwa which is the chinese version and there's korean webtoons and like that whole industry has gone really big into and then there's the hentai right that's the best kind right Google, and with Google that, search. folks, do a Google search for hentai if you haven't. No, seen don't it. do it. No, put the no, no. Don't listen to Scott. <laughs> I didn't think Scott would be the devil on your shoulder. I didn't think I have to be the angel here. Stop. Don't do it. Put your phone down. Once <laughs> uh, you right. look it up, you'll never go back. Yeah. So anyway, uh, let's uh, let's wrap up this show. Uh, we'll end this show episode seven thirty nine. Audience participation. The way we end some 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 shows. The way we end some shows by saying Good night, Jake Abraham. Wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. We're gonna do a song that you never heard before.
Good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. <laughs> 